0: ...embracing Love the earth... To the radio. Program. ...and uh, to get our guests, not ...celebrating their 20th in year in
1: radio broadcasting... Amazing. ...with news not heard in the news... ...the International Taz and Paula Show... ...interviews experts from all walks of life... ...bridging research and personalized journeys... ...revealing new ways to unleash life... ...with a passion of a heartbeat... And now, here's Taz and Paula.
2: <laughs>
0: well, here's to an incredible day for all of our listeners, wherever you are. I'm constantly being reminded over the last couple of weeks that each second is certainly a gift, bearing a flash of a moment never to return, and at times that moment simply will change us forever forever. I'm sure that many of you also have had that experience before. And with our brilliant guest today, that could certainly happen. Paul Barbaro is an author, healer, teacher, and an avid health researcher. His strength is that he can take complex subjects and deliver the package with a high degree of understanding. Paul simply zeros in and ignites the core basics of energy healing. Pa- Paula, at that at the moment, I'm getting the distinct feeling that we are, we as humans and our planet are syncing up, like <laughs> connecting and becoming more consciously aware, in which all obstacles can be transformed into opportunities. Our uh, thinking process, I'm feeling, is allowing us to be more in total touch with our immediate presence at all times. I wonder if others are feeling this, too. Um, You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula.
1: Well, Taz, from um, all the people we've interviewed lately, this certainly is sounding like what you said is so true. Um, Mm -hmm. Our guest, Paul Barbaro, is a real hands-on Healing Pioneer. And he, he'll he be pulling out of all of the stops to ignite your healing at a free upcoming evening event, which will be Friday, March 25th. A full 90 minutes, 730 to 9, at the East-West Bookstore uh, in Mountain View. And the address there is 324 Castro Street. And everyone will be able to experience healing that evening. Then on Saturday, the 26th, a full workshop. It will be between 1 and 4. Paul has completed his fourth book on tribal healing, appropriately named Two Shamans and a Healer, and it will be out in a couple of weeks. And all the attendees who will be at the East West Bookstore, well, um, it's going to be like a PBS special. You will not want to miss this. You won't need 5D glasses for this. The result will speak for the for itself. Uh, Paul, it's it's such a great pleasure to have you back with us again. Welcome to our show.
2: And thank you for inviting me.
1: Well, this hour is going to be a lot of fun talking about all the healing opportunities that that you bring to our people.
0: Well, you know, you have this new book. On, on the shelf, and uh, it's ready to pop here in uh, in in a week or so. And two, sh- it's called two shamans and a healer. Now, you have that title is really uh, amazing, and I wonder if you might share how that title came about.
2: Okay, yes uh I was a I was born a healer as far as far back as I can remember 3 and 4 I was a healer um from a long line of healers uh I had uncles grand my grandmother and my mother all were RNs um my uncle was a was a nurse assistant in uh World War II with the soldiers so I'm from a long line of healers and I would work on my friends and family and I would get good results, and I thought I was pretty hot, except as i a little older and a little later in life, I lost five major uh, close best friends. Now, it's one thing if an acquaintance dies, but it's it, I take it personally when a, when a close best friend dies because, number one, I lose my best friend, and number two, I was unable to help them. So I asked the universe, what am I missing here? Because I was pretty good. But I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I also lost two siblings that were that were like best, sim, you know, pick of the litter, is what I call them from a family of twelve. Um, and everyone died younger than me, except for uh, my uncle Victor, who died maybe he was probably 20 years older than I at the time. And I really took that personally. So I asked the universe, What am I missing? And they said, you know, go out there and seek your answers uh, By the way, I'm an angel whisperer So I, uh, when I paint myself into a corner I ask my angels and I say, you know, what do I have to do here? And they'll tell me And the answers come pretty quick And I've run into all other angel whispers And we compare notes And the nice thing is the notes actually match up uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit off track here so i'd go to these conventions these health conventions like the whole life expo and the living arts expo and these cancer society meetings and all kinds of places where healers converge and i'd corner you know anyone who i could corner your doctors your chiropractors your asian uh natural medicine people just anyone who who i could corner your energy healers your uh sound healers your your uh, ho- your homeopathic healers and I'd ask them what am I missing here and they would give me these complex sometimes not even understandable answers and I left very very unsatisfied well one day I was in Alaska this was in July of 2008 now uh, quite a number of years ago now and there was a Shaman out in the middle of a great big field. It was probably two city blocks by two city blocks. Everything in Alaska is big and spread out. Huge. <laughs> And he was doing a ceremony, and I said, well, I'll wait till he gets done with his ceremony, and I'll go up and introduce myself and ask him some questions. Now, sometimes when I'm talking to people, I don't know where these questions are coming from. They simply come from the other side through me, and it even surprises me. So I walked up to this guy, and his name is Running Deer. He got done with his ceremony. He had a little blanket out there and some bones and rocks and sticks and other things that were important to him on this blanket, and he was barefoot in a 50-degree day in Alaska, and when he was done, I, you know, I introduced myself. I'm, I'm part Mohawk, so that was my introduction. I said, look, it, I'm part Mohawk, and I need to know a little bit about Native American healing. Um, out of all the chakras and pressure points on the body, because, you know, you look at these Asian charts, and they're all in Chinese, and they have all these maybe two to 300 points on the body, I said, what's the most important And he said, I'll tell you something, you can put all that aside for a a while and and listen to what I'm telling you. He said there's six spots on the body that are most important. He said the forehead, the front heart, and the dantian, and on the back of the body the occipital, the back heart, and the sacrum. And he said when you work on these points, it releases past trauma the fastest. And number one, I'd never heard that past trauma was significant in your life and number two, I'd never heard of these points as being important, although I was familiar with the chakras. Now, when I write my books, I don't put the word chakra in there because people can be confused with the concept, but they all understand front and back heart, they all understand occipital and Dantian and all that. So, I asked him, How do you release the early trauma then? And he said, Well, your hands are jumper cables, or they're like jumper cables, and you connect one circuit with the other, like, say, front heart to either back heart or forehead or dantian or sacrum, and you let the energy drain. And I said, well, how do you know if there's energy there? He said, oh, it'll get warmer, cooler, or or uh, you'll you'll feel an imbalance. So I had this information. I didn't know what to do with it. It was so different than what I was doing before. You know, what I did before was more like massage or more like distance healing or more like just, oh, now you're better, ohm, and I wasn't getting the results I wanted. About a month later, I ran into a Native American shaman in um, Santa Cruz. Now, I'd known this guy for a while. His name was Crowman, a.k.a. Charles Hawkins, who was Muscogee Creek uh, – native. And I believe he was full-blooded. And he was a shaman. He spent a year in the hospital in a coma after a car accident as a kid. And he made the connection with the other side and with healing information. And one day I was in his living room and we were just talking and goofing around. And and and, like I said, these questions come from the other side. And all of a sudden, you know, we're just joking and smoking and, and, and goofing around and this question comes through. I said, You know when the when the Native American medicine person is in the tent and he's going, hi ya, hiya, hiya and he's got a little drum and there's a fire going in the smoke and the and the injured warrior is stretched out on the cot and he's doing this dance for four hours at a time I said, What's really going on? And he said, Well he's calling on the man's ancestors and angels and family members and tribe and everyone he knows to be a part of the healing. And I said, my God, he's got a waiting room full of all kinds of other injured warriors. I mean, isn't that a waste of his time? And I was actually poking fun at him, and he got real quiet. And if I wasn't Native American, I don't think he would have said what he said next. He got real quiet and said almost inaudibly, we heal as a tribe or group. If your tribe is sick, you will not stay well. Ooh. And I said, "Wow." I I said, "My God, what did you say?" And he said, a little louder he said, "If your tribe is sick, you will not stay well." And I said, "Is that how it works?" Now, I had been searching for this for many many years and I actually had quit going to these concert conventions and to these, you know, whole life expos and things like that because I had actually given up asking and I had actually accepted that I will never find the keys to healing. When he said that everything shifted and I said I quit I quit healing. I said, I can't go back to doing what I was doing. But I didn't know what to do. So one day I, I had this practice and I had all these people coming to see me every week and I would work on them and I would charge them money and they'd give me money. And I I called some of my better clients and I said, come on over here, I want to work on you for free, I've got some new stuff to to try on you. And this old lady comes on over and she's 80 years old. And I'm working on her for about an hour and the energy isn't moving and the energy isn't moving and the energy isn't moving and the energy isn't moving. And I said, out of frustration, I said to her angels, what do I have to do to get this energy to move? And they said, put one hand on, now she's face down on the massage table and she's covered with blankets. And they said, put one hand on her sacrum and one hand on her occipital. And I said, well, that's what the shaman said to do. And I put one hand on her sacrum and one hand on the occipital, and there was a spark. And I said, okay, the body's made out of water, and it takes a lot of energy to make a spark. I don't know how much energy it takes to make a spark, but body's made out of water, and there's a spark. And where did that spark come from? And they said early childhood trauma. And I said, the lady is 80 years old, and she's been to every healer in the Bay Area. I said, how come that energy never got discharged? And they and they said they never even got close. And I'm saying out of 80 years of, or whatever number of years she's been seeing healers, and she had pain. So I worked on her for about 20 more minutes. Well, she lost 10 years off of her face in 20 minutes. Now, an 80-year-old person has some wrinkles and some lines and some pain registered in the face and when she got up off the table i did not recognize her and i said where did mary go and she said i'm mary and i said would you do me a big favor and go down the hall and look in the mirror and uh tell me what you see in the mirror and so she goes down the hall and she looks in the mirror and she says i remember that's what i looked like when i was young so i didn't think anything of it i said wow this is great you know doing what the shaman said like, somebody handed me, like, a 10-pound gold brick, and I had no idea what I had. And I didn't think much of it, and I just wrote it off and said, well, that's fine, well, and good. But I saw her at a party about six months later, and her face did not go back to looking like it was wrenched with pain. And I said, oh, my God, is it permanent? Now, I don't use the word permanent. I use the word long-lasting because there are certain words you can't use in... Uh, in he, the healing arts in this country. Okay, so then I called. So I, I, I asked my angels, "What do I do with this? This is this is this is this is significant." I said, "This can change a lot of people's lives for the better." And they said, "Well, write a book about it." And I said, "Well, you've got to give me the book because, you know, I'm not that bright, and, um, you know, you got to give me the material because I don't know anything about this." And they said, "Fine, we'll we'll give you." the the information as you need it. And I said, fine. Well, I started working on people, started doing this method, and all I'm doing is connecting two or three points in the body and getting a result, and the energy drains and the people get better. And I've had pain levels go from a nine or an eight down to a two and not ever increase from the two again in about an hour's worth of time which means I was getting far better results. Then what happened is I discovered the uh, A study by Kaiser Permanente. This was a study done by Kaiser with uh, 17,000 people back in 19 – no, 2003. And what they did is they correlated early childhood trauma with later adult disease. And in their study – that was released in 2003, published in 2003, in the medical journals. They said, tell us of your early childhood trauma, and we will tell you what diseases you will be susceptible of getting as an adult. And I said, wow, this study is amazing. This, uh, this, just, this study just saved me a million dollars in not having to do it myself. And it wow. was from a legit source. And so, though so, I called the doctor that did the study. He's down in San Diego. And I said, Doc, um, has has the test of time borne out the results of your study? And he said, it's more true today than it was 10 years ago. And I said, wow, this is great. And I said, someday when I do a PBS special, could I send a film crew down there to – to have you uh, do an interview and tell about and tell about your uh, study and the results and and what you found and, and all that, and he said, "I've been waiting for this call for ten years." And I said, "Okay, now I haven't put the PBS special together, but the story is so significant, and his study is so significant." And I said, "Doc, why, why?" Isn't anyone doing this? And he said, "Well, you know, when the when the study first came out, there was all this rah rah, and this is so great, and we love this, and and, and TV appearances and, and talk shows." And he said, "Nobody's doing it." And I said, "Well, I'm doing it, except I'm, you know, I I don't focus on figuring out the pain. I'm I'm into resolution. I want to balance this energy and get these people up and going again. And." come up with this method now. Okay, here's the evolution of where this is going. At a certain point I said, "Okay, now that I have something that works, if I was to work on just one person at a time, by the time my life was over, let's say I live another 20, 30 years, I will not have made a significant impact on this planet healing-wise because I'm only doing one person at a time." So I asked my angel one night very very late at night because i ask late at night just before i go to sleep and then they give me the answer about 3 in the morning um and this is pretty routine i do this almost every day i said to them how do i how do i go global with this how do i how do i heal large groups of people and they gave me the information where i put together a book called um healing our community And that was a group process where I can take 10 or 15 or 100 or 1,000 people, heal them all at once. That is, get their energy to balance in every, every person's body, including people that don't want to take part in the process. And I thought that was pretty hot. And then I said, well, even if I do groups of 100 people, I'm still not going to make that great a planetary impact. And I was happily writing on for on, editing one of my books recently, and the angels tapped me on the shoulder, and they say we what we want you to do is work on holographic programming the and programming the universal hologram that is our wish and I said, Get out of here, you know you guys bother me enough <laughs> now I mean talking back to the angels is not <laughs> not recommended. let me put it that way and i said look i'm I'm busy editing this book, and this is so important to me and and I don't you know, I don't need to hear from you right now and I'm doing fine. And they said, No, we want you to drop everything, pull out a sheet of paper and start writing. Now I'm my relationship with the angels is good enough to where when they speak I go along with what they say. So I pulled out a sheet of paper and I typed Universal Holographic Programming and I said, Okay guys, what do you got? And the information started pouring out now, since I'm an angel whisperer, I hope I'm not boring you with this story. No, uh, I don't know. since I'm an angel whisperer they they talk to me, they just give me information. I am an open, willing receptor of information for them, and my role is I'm their secretary. I write this stuff down as they give it to me and then I look at it and there's times I'll I'll read even my early works and I'll say, my, my, my look what we got here and when I read it there's this distance between me and the work, it's like it's their work I just simply took down the dictation and so this was dictated to me now towards, towards the end of our, our talk today, we'll do a little meditation that was also dictated directly to me and when I give talks, I say, hey look people, you know, I'm up here telling you about this, but this information comes from the other side. You know, I am I am the secretary to the book. I am a secretary to the angels and to the information. And I say to them all the time, why me? And they say, Why not? You know, you're here, you're open, you're you're available. And so what we've got here in this process is a is several sheets of paper that have a process down that anyone can do where you invite your angels and ancestors and family members and friends your what I call your entire tribe the great healers of all time and then you ask them to ask their tribes to join you So you have this enormous quantity of beings participating in this meditation. And sometimes it's a bit overwhelming to me when I think about it. And so you say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to reprogram the universal hologram from fear and anticipation and worry and doubt and conflict and get them before they get you and what we're going to do is we're going to value we're going to program into this hologram uh conflict conflict resolution peace love harmony getting along being willing to compromise at all costs rather than go to battle and we simply have to shift a paradigm that's going on on this planet that we've outgrown it, basically what it boils down to is the transformation from darkness to light, which the universe and the angels and the entire spiritual realm is all in favor of, and I've been aware of this for many many years that the that the angels have wanted us to be more peaceful and more forgiving and more more uh, you know to negotiate rather than to battle. Paul, you know
0: what? This, Paul, this seems like a quantum hand, handshake for new life. This <laughs> uh, is like you know, a talk about tribal, he, tribal group healings. Is like each individual that has their own group behind them can be healed. This is just tremendous. What you're now, talking about?
1: I have, I have a question, Paul. Does this include our ancestors?
2: Okay. Yes. Um, Stanford recently did a study on your DNA in your body. They found that your DNA goes back at least 100,000 years, and the reason why they can't measure any further than that is because that's the limit of their ability to test. So I'm saying if your DNA in your body represents 100,000 years of ancestry, basically the... Okay, this is so important... I believe your DNA is a tiny little part of the universal hologram. And guys like Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden say I should say Dr. Bruce Lipton and Dr. Greg Braden say that um your DNA is programmable and by your thoughts and that there may be a relationship between your DNA and the and the uh universal hologram. And I'm saying that's true. You know, where can we take this? Now, this goes global so fast and so big. When you start asking your ancestors to bring their ancestors and their guides, and now can you imagine inviting Princess Diana or Gandhi or Jesus or the apostles or the disciples or St. Paul or some of the great healers of all, the... St. Saint Francis, St. Saint Anthony, and you ask them to bring their tribes into the healing process into the meditation. Wow. You know, Mother Teresa. And you say, look, you know, since we're since we're doing this meditation, why don't we why don't we invite all these people? And then invite your invite your angels, your guides, your masters. At a certain point, in a way you've got the whole world in your hands. Yes. And you say You say, we are ready for the transformation from darkness to light. We are, we are, okay, the, the guides of the planet have been waiting for the critical mass to be reached. And so, now that we're there, and now that we're in an age of transformation why not call these great healers and have them invite their tribes to be a part of this and then let's do it let's get it on um you know and so it is and so it is and it's a matter of i uh, you know i'm humbled by how fast this thing grew Can multiply yeah. yeah because i actually started on this project mid December, having no interest in it in it whatsoever before then. But just mid-December, things started going very, very big, very, very quickly. And, you know, the process was given to me. The information, you know, a chapter or two in the book was given to me. Now, I'm still working on the Two Shamans and a Healer book. But there's going to be a, a small section in the book that... um that mentions that it's possible now to reprogram the universal hologram, and you do that with your intention and with your visioning that it's already taken place, just like the people said in The uh, Secret, where you, you speak it and you vision it. And uh, the basis of all this is um, seek and you will find, ask and you will receive. Um there's a couple more. My people suffer for want of knowledge, and uh, my people get not because they ask not. And it's like, well, if we get not because we ask not, what's keeping us from asking? A very simple question, you know? <laughs> Any? So there it is. Uh, basically, that was what Jesus was teaching. Yes, and it took us what, a couple thousand years to piece it all together and make it easy for people to understand so you can actually get your own tribe together and you can work on them. And, you know, I can still heal one person at a time, but it's like, wow, if I can heal the entire group, that's really something. So you see how it went from just handling a single person to healing a group a tribe and then from from healing the tribe to taking it absolutely global to where we can shift maybe the entire global paradigm universal paradigm the the guides of the planet want this to happen i mean this is not like you know wishful thinking on my part this is actually strict obedience to their command
1: Wow, with the internet the way it is now, you can reach so many people so quickly like with webinars and
2: that all kinds of that that's where it's going. Can you imagine people in say ten or fifteen different countries gathering a group of their friends together now, okay, the key to this whole thing is the first time people are going to hear about this is on your radio show and at east west, and we're actually going to do the meditation at east west And it's like, how much healing will be a blessing to you if you help heal the planet? What will the planet do for you in return? You know, especially the guides and masters of the planet. So it's a matter of, for years I was focused on how do we handle cancer and how do we handle uh, Parkinson's and how do we handle AIDS and how do we handle, you know, and and my focus was very, very small now I, the way i look at it is if we shift the universal hologram to health and happiness and peace and balance and and thriving what does that do for your health and and is the focus on just cancer or just heart disease or just some of these other major killers um isn't that too small a focus and you know
0: it's interesting when you when you think about this it's almost as if you're you're breathing in you can breathe in all your ancestry you know because you have all this in background and so it's almost at your fingertips already and then it's like you take a sweater and you take one end of the yarn that the sweater has been knitted and you start just pulling and all of these diseases simply unravel <sighs>
2: the possibilities are astound me i you know one of my strengths is i can take a really complex subject and make it absolutely simple to understand and in this in this book it'll be okay get your group together you know step number 2 invite your angels ancestors um guides masters friends family all the great healers that Have ever existed? You know, your Saint Germain and your, your, yeah. uh, all of them, and then get them to agree to join you in this in this meditation or this healing process. Then you read line one and you have them do it, and you read line two and you have them do it, and you read line three and you have them do it. It's like if you can, if you can simply have the intention to make a difference. And you step into that desire
0: mm-hmm. to
2: go from complaining about the world situation to actually doing something positive towards it. Sometimes it's a big step because it's it's a responsibility. It's a it's a caring. It's a, now I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I'm going to call my friends. We're going to get them together and we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's. You have to step out of that comfort zone, just like starting your own business or just like launching a new product or just like writing a new book or whatever it is. You you go from sitting on the couch thinking about it to stepping into that power and saying, okay, this is what I want to do. Now, Now, part of my message here is I need help doing this. I need large groups of people to, to say, okay, um, this is our best shot. At fixing the con- conflict, conflicted areas that we see on planet Earth, and I, I'm so tired of conflict and the news about conflict and how how some people's opinion is is that what we we don't need negotiation. What we need is more war. We need to put troops on the you know all this sort of stuff, and it's like. My gosh, why isn't anyone saying we just need to shift the hologram, and you know if Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden are right that we can actually reprogram it here's the process here's yep. the process you know,
1: wow, just think if somebody's ancestor was Hitler and we've reprogrammed that whole
2: that whole paradigm. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: well, a lot of people at that time that thought he was the next best thing to white sliced bread. And they were sort of put into a trap with this man's charisma and his power and his control, and they were afraid of him then, and then he did a lot of damage to the planet. Um, Hopefully we can shift that paradigm, too, That, that power at all costs and greed at all costs and fear that's, absolutely monumental you know paul
0: can you paul can you t- tell a little more what's going to happen at the east west bookstore
2: okay well at the east west bookstore i'm going to tell the story of two shamans and and a healer i will have the book there so that they can purchase the book um i may take this radio broadcast and just put it on a cd and have it available for people I don't know. I uh, you know, whatever. And but I will probably have some notes on holographic healing to pass out to people and just say I'm I'm needing a team of people that will work with me on this project getting the word out and um you know, you can use Facebook, you can tweet it out, you can do whatever. I'm not very, I am I am social media challenged. I, other than Facebook, <laughs> really, really don't have a lot of grasp on a lot of this stuff.
0: Well, Paul, and you actually said it'd be really other people
2: good. people in Paul, the you... audience may have that ability, and I simply want to get the word out. That's the whole idea. Paul? And we're going to do a group healing Paul? process. Yes. Okay. You
0: actually said that you wanted, you know, for people to come, but to bring a partner because you were going to work with them. Oh, um yes. It's an audience
2: participation event. I only talk for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then we grab a partner and we go into it.
1: So you're going to actually teach them the healing method?
2: Yes, the whole idea. Okay, this is so different than everything else out there that you, you've you got to experience it to believe it. Okay, it, it is an experiential process. Um you have to see it to believe it. Um, I'm going to have some people videoing there because I'll use it in, in little a little promotional video to send to TV and radio stations. To you know, I'd like to be on coast to coast. I'd like like to be on some of the bigger stages, um, getting the information out so that people start doing this. You know, I can't I can't do it all myself, and I'm willing to make the information available.